hello. Welcome back to the Songwriter Showdown season finale. Woo! What a mitzvah. What a mitzvah. <laughs> this is season one season finale. And I've got good news for everybody. We've been picked up for a second season. Oh, my God. I, I thought you were going to bury it later, but that's right, folks. We're coming no. back for season two. What it'll be? We can't say just yet. You know, sometimes if you're watching a show and you find out it's been canceled, you kind of lose interest in it. I didn't want that to happen with this very special episode. That's so right. I wanted to let people know we're back. The stakes are high today. That's a pro move. Right. And I appreciate that from yeah, you. I'm a pro. But wow, what an exciting episode to tune in. And that's Dan. I'm Christian. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Go back and listen, and we'll give you a little montage of what happened here. But the mother and child reunion is only emotional. Slip out the back, She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Oh, She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. And that's the score so far. It looks like we got Paul Simon ahead by one, but really anybody's game rolling into this last week, and that's the kind of excitement I love. That's correct. If Billy Joel wins this week, we have some sudden death circumstances set up to determine a winner which does involve john claude van damme that's right he'll be a special guest judge yes if we do uh, go into sudden death so jean claude stay by the phone please thank you this week we have we didn't start the fire billy joel's hit from 1989 and we're going to wrap up paul simon's tenure on graceland with perhaps the biggest single off graceland i think it was the first and biggest single we kind of went in reverse order on that you can call me al you can call me Al. Uh, some things to note real fast. Some people have written to me and talked about how they like some Paul Simon tunes later in his catalog. Same with Billy Joel. I'd love to hear these, yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, some people talked about some things off the 1990 Paul Simon release. I'm not exactly sure what it's called. Something about love. Anyways. Love like a river. Some, it's something like that. And Billy Joel, of course, he's he comes back in a major way in the 90s with River it's of hard. Dreams. It's hard. Yeah. That. Ends up on SNL again. Oh, yeah. Let's tie that up from last week. Yes, he was on SNL. Oh, there you go. Many Not times. hosting, though. Never hosted. Okay. But many, I didn't think so. Many times on SNL. You know what? Everybody, we're going to start a petition to get Billy Joel to host this year. Yeah. Hashtag Billy's going to host it. I love it. Don't yeah. even include SNL in there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, he, can we host, know. he can host whatever. We know, yeah, He's absolutely. so versatile. I saw him doing a Tony Bennett impression. Spot on. Oh, I love it. I heard he's playing Cicero Fest this year <laughs> as Frank Sinatra. Holy cow. That that would blow my mind. I'm there. I would love a it. A taste of Cicero. Taste of Cicero. <laughs> it's a lot of Italian food, to be sure. A lot of Italian food. Today is a little special treat to tie back to episode one yeah. and the unofficial tagline for this podcast, the O'Doul's and E-Sigs. Of podcasting. That's right. I've got an Amber O'Doul's here. Dan's got one. I've got one. I'm going to take a sip on there. Take a sip. 
<laughs> that's like Foley. It was it like is, being in War of the Worlds. It's a that's a beautiful, beautiful non-alcoholic beverage. Oh, I heard it. I heard it. I got I'm gonna, it. I'm going to drink my first O'Doul's ever. Yeah, this is I'm gonna a, drink it on air. Yeah, it's like an unboxing of a world. All right, so it's got a cool label right up the top. <laughs> um, the, the, the cap came off pretty easily. Um, I would imagine maybe somebody that has frail hands couldn't do it sure. as easily as I did. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and have a sip. Yeah, that's like, it tastes like a beer. Yeah. I don't yeah. like beer that much. Well, no, no one does. But somehow you drink it. You know, it's, it's kind of refreshing, though. Sure. It's maybe daytime. Like, we could drink all, you know all six of them. I'm a no duels guy now. There you go. I love there it. it. I don't want to get drunk. I just want to give you $6. <laughs> you know what, sir? Just, sir, just the mixers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> it's, buckle in, folks. Get some snacks because we're not putting a time limit on this. No. There's no time limit on fun. <laughs> and you can quote me on that. That's true. Like I said, it, if for some reason this is the first episode you're listening to, we're just going to break it down real fast. Yeah. All summer long, which also happened to be the season this time, uh, we've been breaking down Billy Joel versus Paul Simon in a mostly chronological order. That means we're taking a hit song from one, hit song from another, and pitting it against each other. Ten weeks, it brings us here to the finale. I've had a blast. Thank you to everybody who's listened and I interacted have. with us. Thanks for the fan. Yeah, some people said things like... You're not going to put that on iTunes, are you? Boy, did we show that. Yeah, absolutely. Stuck right up their corn cap. We absolutely did. Corn Yeah, they can, sure. they can stick it up a corn Whatever they want. Uh, also, what I will say, if this is your first time listening, uh, Green Day's Good Riddance Time of Your Life doesn't play under all of the episodes. Just the entirety of this one. <laughs> We're going to loop it when it's done. Just loop it. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into We Didn't Start the Fire. This is from 1989. Did you research it? I did, I, a little, I did a little bit. Daddy did a little bit. <laughs> you can't resist. The daddy finger's going to crawl. You know that. <laughs> 1989, what does it hit on the U.S. charts? Did oh, you I look? didn't do that recently. Oh, you really? I count on you for that. Okay. I'm just trying to give myself a little window into it. Well, just take a guess. What if we didn't start the fire hit? You, Billy Joel, he's had like a lot of great songs that went to 13. He's had a lot of amazing songs that went to four. What do you think this is? 23. Uh, how about number one? Get out of here. This is this one. This is Billy Joel's. This, my life, and there's another one. It's one we didn't do. It's like a lot of gar. No uh, offense to Billy, but it's a lot of garbage. Yeah, all of his number gar- one. Well, hey, let's not let's not skew the voting so early. That's true. It's a lot of songs that suck. Th- that's wild. Number one in the U.S. I I, I, I just can't believe. I it. cannot believe that. Uh, it's I, wild. I don't know how many years it was released. Here's here's just a little fun fact, just of like light on me. It's really on the precipice of change. It was released as a seven inch single, ooh, a twelve inch single, a CD, and a cassette single. Wow, huh? he hit every single format. Four on Four formats. He's not messing around. Are you a DJ? You want it in twelve inch? That's not no problem. problem. Send it your way. <laughs> You're going to mix this up? You can't play it in 45? Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, cool Modi. I got gotcha. you. You don't have a 20-cent uh, plastic adapter for your turntable? Not a problem. Don't worry about it at all. That's probably the most interesting fact about this song. It quite possibly is. <laughs> a little bit of the story of the song, the, the official story, we'll say, because I I have some questions about Behind it. Behind the music. Yeah. Sean Lennon, you may have heard of him, mm-hmm. son of Jean Van Lennon. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. John Lennon. Famous was... for doing the splits on yeah. film. <laughs> Uh, he was he turned 21 and was like a friend of Billy Joel or something and he said like oh it's a terrible time to be 21 and then Billy's response was like yeah I remember when I was 21 and then I was like oh wait 
it was an awful time then because it was Vietnam and whatever else. Yeah. And then it was like, wait, I should write a whole song about everything that's happened in let's my just, life. Let's just name them all. Yeah, just, let's just, just name, name them, all. them all. Until I read the lyrics, like you can sing little bits of it in your head and you know the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. Until I looked at the lyrics written down on my screen, how ter- I was like, wow. How many commas it, there are? It, yeah, it literally is just yeah. a list. It's just a list. And then the chorus. If you don't know this song, you're in for a big you're surprise. About to. Let's go ahead and play the beginning of the song. I don't know how much the song will make it through. It's a long list, it's a but long. let's, you know, let's just listen. That's great. It starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes and airplanes. Oh, this is REM. Oh, I thought this was literally the Billy song, and I was like, this sounds exactly like it. <laughs> I love it. I always thought you were uh, just kind of being a brat when you were saying that. You're like, oh, it sounds like he heard REM. And then made it, and I was like, well, let me check the years on this. Sure. R.E.M. 87, Billy 89. That was a little bit I had prepared for this. That was beautiful. Yeah. And, and, you, I, and you tricked me. I tricked you. You fell for it. This song We didn't is, even get to Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> Leonard Bernstein. There it was. Uh, this is so obviously that he was listening to the radio and heard R.E.M., the new band, the new sound funny, but it's still rock and roll to me. It was like, oh, you think so, R.E.M.? Well, here's what I got. The Paul Simon's Tim Bowie guy. <laughs> I heard, I heard Paul let you go. Come on, on over. Come on, Come on, Come on up, Is that all him, you think, in the chorus? There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of effects all over everything. Yeah. Just phase, delay, everything. Like, it's not his best recording, and it's not his best songwriting by any stretch of the imagination. Absolutely not, yeah. You know, not, like, it's so hard because I have a lot of positive things to say about Billy, but none of them are going to be about this song today. I absolutely agree. I so, mean, I'll, yeah, we'll loop back to that, but yeah, it kind of bums me out that this is our finale song so, from Billy. <laughs> I, I think I planned it that way. <laughs> but also but, the years line up. Yeah, and just, I mean, you can't... We've done his career. It would be disingenuous of us to not discuss this song. Mm-hmm. You know, like, maybe we should have thrown a Paul stinker up there, too. I don't know. To be fair, though, it's a number one. It's a number one hit. It's not boggling. Being, yeah. B- all my- minds behind the mics here. But I watched a video, a handheld video from like Billy Joel and Madison Square Garden in 2015. Anyway, someone was recording this. And it was like, Billy Joel messes up. We didn't start the fire I didn't even know why I watched it because that's not my usual thing to watch people screw up. But I think, <laughs> like, you, you, hold on. You, <laughs> I'm going back and saying that's just not my cup of tea. You don't like a fail video. I don't like a good fail. King of video. the fails. Uh, I don't. I don't enjoy it. I don't know where you heard that. It seems mean. 
It's mean spirited. <laughs> and I don't like that. Spirited. I don't like that. I'm a winds kind of guy. <laughs> anyway, so he's playing the song and he stumbles over the words and he stops and he's like, Yeah, stop it. You know, like whatever. He stops the band and he's like he's like, That's the problem with this song. He's like, if you screw up one word, you can't come back ever. And so then he's kind of standing there. He's like, you know what? Let's skip it. This song is terrible. This is him on, li- on live mic. In front <laughs> At of- Madison Square. Probably Madison sold Square out. Uh, I think he sold out like four or five nights in a row. Yeah. I think that was like a big thing. It was like uh, coming out of retirement, going back into retirement. Just to like, yeah. I think it might have even been seven nights at Madison Square Garden <laughs> in a row. Anyways, so he's going on and he's saying, he's like, and then he says it. This is the worst melody I've ever written. And then he makes fun of himself on stage by going like, and then he plays it again. And he's like, you know what? But they want, (laughs) you know what? It's the one to number one. Yeah. So it's like a really weird moment where like, there was like, I've struggled with this, this whole time with Billy, this entire, you know, like first season. Truly. I do struggle with it. He's so cheesy yet. He's so good at the same time like how do you how do you marry the two so there he is on stage admitting that this song is garbage and you're like oh my gosh he's a human being he's cool yeah. he he's real and then it's like oh, let's pick it up in the second first we didn't start and then he continues to play it and you're like oh it's we i don't and i don't understand how to put on a huge concert you're admitting that on air. I'm admitting that on air. I don't know how to do it. Maybe you have to do it contractually. I don't know. I mean, I, that's kind Maybe of the you... brilliant thing, though, is he knows. I feel like Billy knows exactly who Billy is, mm-hmm. right? At all times, would you say that? I Maybe like when we first hit those like early singles, he was exploring a little bit. But I, f- I feel like in any interview I've ever seen, he just kind of he knows the score. He knows what he's, his job is. Yeah, and here's an idea. That I want to float, and this is going to be a pro Billy statement, even though it's going to sound like it's anti Billy. You know, this whole thing like I'm just a working guy. Yeah. Maybe this music thing is just a job. He's like, you know what I know how to do? I know how to make hits. Like some guy knows how to work the rivet machine. Yeah. I know how to make hits. Yeah. I don't care if you think I'm cool. I I make hits. Like in that sense, then, like, yeah. He falls out of artist category at that point. Like I got you know, you. like you don't have I to judge you. him as an artist. Judge him as a as a as a songwriter. Yeah. Like okay, like is it cool all the time? No. But did he stay in the charts and did he make a boatload of money for you know? Does he, I don't even know if he has kids. I don't know either. He's got a couple divorces under his belt. We'll see. Yeah. But if if you cease to judge him as like, is he cool? Is he innovative? Is he an artist? Got you. And you start to say. Boy, is he a hit maker? Has he been around forever? Did he stay relevant through two and a half decades? In that sense, like, 12 yes. albums. Put out 12 albums. 12 albums, you know? Like, he's got me beat by 12 albums <laughs> at that point. You know, it's amazing. The, the fortitude this guy has. <laughs> it's insane. I do enjoy how self-aware he is, though. Yeah, and I think... I and think, then Madison Square... I had never heard that before. The Madison Square Garden thing is a perfect example. It's yeah. just like, God, this God, is I'm such a... terrible. And I just think... But hey, but one, that, two, three, Exactly. Oh. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's the moment. So in that in that context, like I think if we had Billy here and we're trying to get him in for a special postseason wrap-up... Absolutely. Uh, I think... He's sending emails to billy.joel at gmail.com. <laughs> should get to it's him. It's got to be him. It's got to be him. Who, who else is going to have that? <laughs> who else? Paul Simon. Oh. Oh. Snaked you on that one, didn't gotcha. I, Billy? I heard uh, Billy Joel had to buy the web space from Paul Simon. He gouged him. Gouged him. Uh, but no, I think if I think if Billy was here, I, I think there's two ways you could catch him, and you could say, "Hey, you're really a hit factory. You know, you weren't always the coolest, 
mm-hmm. you know, like you stayed relevant. I think, you know, you could get him on a day where he wasn't being machismo and he was being real and he would be like, absolutely. Sometimes I made songs just to stay relevant or, yeah. you know, and then you could catch him on a day where he's like, oh, who are you, kid? Huh? Shut yeah. up. You know, like Liberty. Oh, I fired Liberty in 2006. <laughs> nope. oh, I'm all Liberty. alone. What's your name, new drummer? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Let's just pick it up where it is and we'll see how much we can take. Still doing this. Still doing this. In case for those checking back in, we're still doing this. Yeah, there's, there's like a temptation since he's saying so much to not talk over it, but he's saying nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's naming things. Right. So is there like... I mean, what I will say is an interesting thing in a little bit of defense of this. But I can't defend it too much. He is going uh, year by year, which I didn't realize throughout the whole thing. So it's like starts at 1949. He's offering one thing from each year. I think each little uh, stanza, so like each two groupings, I think that's one year. And then he transitions. That's a tiny bit clever. Yeah, I mean, so there's, like, there's some skill behind it. I know that really all he is doing is talking out a list. Let's put some thought to it. The time. I was positive. Also a nice little... Like, like Van Halen kind of rip off. Yeah, it kind of sounds like the beginning of that solo silent jam. Oh. Beautiful. Oh, do you hear him dropping that little psycho? Oh, do we have to pay for that? No. I can do it myself. Listen to this little, like, synth kind of... This is the glass note. I don't think we can. I don't think we can I play. I think we've this. had enough. Yeah, I think, I think they've. Had had, I think he's had enough. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the end of that jam uh, for the purposes of this podcast. If Absolutely. you want to listen to it, I had to buy it because it's not in my Billy rotation. That oh, should gotcha. that should tell you enough. I've owned every song thus far except for that one. Uh, I. I was like a young kid in the late 80s. I was born in 79. Let's just... Let's I was nar- born in 85. Let's narrow it down. So you're a little young to remember, like, Billy Joel went and did this huge concert in Russia. It was like, Glasnost was a thing. Like, the Cold War was still going on, but Gorbachev was like, oh, you know, like, we love America, you know, whatever. So Billy went and did this huge concert. You should watch some of that. I've seen it. Oh, he, yeah, he, yeah. he has a lot Is of good back in the outs. USSR? Yeah, he has Is a lot of it? good freakouts. Yeah, so... <laughs> He's great in that. So this is like kind of after that, you know, it kind of seems like. In praise of Billy, I was using that as a segue piece to talk about this little this little jewel that I've hung onto for Billy Joel. Again, this is from the internet, so you can judge whether or not it's real. No one can. No, no one can tell you no it's real can. or not. Um, but Billy said he doesn't sell the first row to his concerts. First row, you cannot buy. You can't. I. You cannot buy a, a front row ticket to Billy Joel. Try. Go ahead. He doesn't sell them. You know what he does? He takes his roadies and he has them go get people from the last row, brings them up to the first row. Because, Billy, <laughs> I know goosebumps. 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 Billy. What a guy. Because he says he used to sell those tickets, but he says there's two things. One, rich people that just sit there buy them. They don't jam or do anything. Not giving him any juice. They're not giving him anything to work off of. He doesn't want to play like that. Or he says scalpers just inflate them and make tons of money. So he says, why not just give them to people that actually want to be there? He's like, every night I make, you know, whatever, 40 people's night that they get bumped from the last row to the front row. They're super into it. I get to play to awesome people. 
He's a know. man. He's always been a man of the people. Absolutely. He's just a working class. Schlub. Exactly. But, but you hear that and you're like, yeah, okay. I know. So like, yeah. that's like a super, imp- it doesn't help the song at all. No, no. Well, I'll like... get back to talking about that music video in a second. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you want to say something about the video? Yeah, not too much, but uh, it's something else. You kind of, it's all in this like one room and you watch it's this terrible. Like, husband and wife move in and then you see like, you know, they're aging and then you see their kids and their kids, kids. And the whole time, Billy all dressed in black, like all this ghoul, black, yeah, <laughs> just haunting them. It was the, the whole time. it was the '80s. Everyone wore black. Oh, uh, it's it fun, and there's a lot of fire behind me. He could not look more stiff, though. Yeah. when he's in front of that fire, it's in purpose. He's an actor too. I guess it just mostly looks like he's worried he's going to pull a Michael Jackson. You know, when I was growing Pepsi up, commercial. Like, I got. That's for the that's for the audience. <laughs> Most of you got that, but yeah. for the ones that didn't, it was Pepsi commercial. That was the joke. That's where the humor was. <laughs> I hated that video. When I we didn't have cable often as kids, you know, my dad would get it, he'd take it away. <laughs> Free it, trial period. He said, lose well, it. I think it actually turned out that it was like in sync with sports that he oh, would get gotcha. it and watch then, the season and then peace. Right, but but I feel like he canceled it and he would yell at us as he canceled it that you guys are watching too much, so it's out of here. But in hindsight, I'm pretty sure it like matched up with like the That's end of baseball season. Yeah, like we had, you know, there was a time when he took the TV away. Just remove the TV from the house. No TV. Then I went to his office. There was our TV. He had set it up <laughs> in his office. I love that. Shout out to your dad. Yeah. That's great. I think a lot of people would, would say it yeah. and threaten it. Yeah. No, he took but it out. You he take physically that thing right removed out of the house. it. And those, those are heavy TVs at the time. Yeah, this was a Trinitron, a Sony Trinitron. 20, that is a 20 great inches. Name. That was a huge. Anyways, the point being. We're not here to talk about your dad's TV. <laughs> Point being, at some point we had cable, and I was like waiting for Bon Jovi to come on, and this is what I had to sit through. Oh, is it? Did you want to get the door real quick? That's no problem. I'll open that door. Who is it? Five star reviews. Uh, this week we have a very special review from someone's name, Atomic Stan, <laughs> and it reads Perfection. Like sipping an O'Doul's and puffing on an e-cigarette. That's a great review and very apropos. Thank you, Atomic Stan. Now, I'm having a laugh here. We're having a little bit of a laugh. We're having a little bit of a laugh. What I wanted to demonstrate to all you people was how easy it was. You think that that took me, what, 20, 30 minutes to write that review? 23 hours. 23 hours maybe to write that review. No, Christian. It took me less than a minute to do that. Wow. I went over to the iTunes store. I clicked five stars. I wrote a few nice words, and then I just hit send. Yeah. Or whatever the heck it said. Submit. You, you could go over to the iTunes store and do that for us. That would be a big, big favor. And if you're listening still today, you really owe it to us. <laughs> <laughs> you owe us big We're time. really treating you. Here. We're really treating you. Uh, but the good news is, for your effort, what will we do for them? We'll go ahead and read that review on air. We'll give you a little shout-out, a little TRL-style shout-out. Oh, I like that. TRL's coming back, so it's perfectly, uh, you know, it's still a reference. What isn't coming back at this point? Mm-hmm. I couldn't name a thing. Anyways, you'll be podcast famous, and that's a thing. So, Dan, let's move into Paul Simon here. We're still talking Graceland, as you said at the top. This single comes out September 1986. 1986. And would eventually become his biggest hit single as a solo act. Mm. I stress eventually there, because where do you think it drops in at? Are you saying first week, or what does it peak at? Peak. I'm going to say it peaks number eight, top ten. 44. Are you kidding me? 44 when it drops. So catchy. 
But then, so you know, he he wins album of the year in '87. Uh huh. Graceland's getting a this little. This Graceland buzz. record has done weird things in the charts, man. Yeah, totally. And it's like it gains a little acclaim, it gains some sales. The single re-enters the charts. Are you kidding me? Rises to twenty-three in May of '87. That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. But still, 23 is where it peaks? Yeah. We Didn't Start the Fire goes to number one, <laughs> and You Can Call Me Al goes to 23 on a second attempt. This is just another testament to the strange wizardry that Billy Joel is, like, concocting. Yeah. He's, he is a hit maker. Like you were saying, yeah. he is a hit maker. Man. That is his job. He's not there to be the poet of our generation. Yeah. He is a hit maker. Poet Lariat? No. No. John Larroquette? Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Is that bull? Stupid. Is that bull? That's the one that's bull. <laughs> that's another call. This is full of callbacks. That's that's what uh, a season finale should be. You just callbacks. If you listen, you should get all of those rewards for paying attention. That's a really good point. Yeah. It's just like Arrested Development. It is. It really this is just as good. Um, this will be the biggest hit since late in the evening in 1980. Okay. Which is strange okay. also to me. That's a big gap. Yeah, but he only put out one record in, in between, and it was a stinker. That's Anyways, true. so I mean, I also, know I, he's you, not nearly as prolific as Billy is. Is he making the music? I was trying to think of it just a second ago there. We talked about how he's like kind of for the baby boomer generation. He is the voice in the mind. Sure. Is he making music? The people that are reviewing this music, by this point, have we transitioned from like it being Paul's Paul's clan to younger folks? The younger generation. And is that maybe why we're seeing that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an authority on that. Just something to think about. Yeah. Uh, I will also say, though, this could be by far the biggest hit containing a Penny Whistle solo. Oh. So, a little something for everybody. To date. To date. I don't know. I, I heard, heard Kesha did one. <laughs> That's all. I was going to go Green Day. Oh. I heard Green Day's working on one. Uh, if you if you have any links to a uh, Penny Whistle Time of Your Life cover, send yeah. it our way. Shitty Fluted. Ooh, Shitty Fluted, yeah. If you don't know about Shitty Fluted, pause this. Go watch a YouTube Shitty Flute version of your favorite song. Let's yeah. just say... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Take, Take on, on me. me. That's going to be a real treat for you. Yeah. Um, so to dive into a little bit more about this song, we get into it. It's kind of told from someone having a midlife crisis. Oh, a little shock. Perspective there. Paul Simon's yeah, writing big, a song about a midlife crisis. Or, you know, maybe somebody self-obsessed and kind of uh, opening their eyes to their surroundings. Oh. Read Africa. Yeah. Because um, it's right around that trip. So maybe goes, someone that's been divorced two or three times. What? It doesn't matter. Maybe somebody <laughs> who drove down to Graceland who yeah. said, I'm going to take the trip. Yeah. It could be from anybody. But it's, but it's about anybody. Uh, anybody. Just like Billy is for the working man, right. also the thinking man. I can say, ooh. You know exactly what he's talking about. Great bass. Great bass. Great everything in the song. This is like a cake song where I think it, <laughs> it's just as good as a cake song. <laughs> a man walks down the street. He says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Just a beer belly, beer belly. Get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you be my bodyguard, I can be your long. If you say you don't know the chorus of this, you're clearly lying to me. I can call you Betty. I will speak. You know what? Say it to my face. You know what? Say it to my face. Say it to my face. Tell it to my heart. Fun fact about this song. Ooh, uh, ooh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't even know what I'm supposed to be getting from that's that. That's like, uh-huh. Oh, I got you. I got you. That's let me, let me Swahili get you for a wah No, let's keep it. So where does, where does Al come from? Who's Betty? Where are these coming from? Well, there's a Betty. Betty, when you call me, you can call me, Al. <laughs> got it. The uh, names in the song are from an incident at a party that Paul Simon went to with his then-wife, Peggy. A French composer's there. Let me slow this down because I want to set a scene. Paul's there, grumpy in the corner. Not happy to be there. With a little, like, what do you, like a steno notebook or whatever, flip pad. He's that guy, and they're like, is that Paul Simon? Yeah, that's Paul Simon. Don't talk to him. Do do not look at him. Don't look at him. And he's just kind of like, "Ah, hi. Dogs in the moonlight. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, beat it. Give me another G&T. Yeah, exactly. sweetie. So he's at a party, and there's this French composer and conductor there. Uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. Al. Let's call him Al. (laughs) He's at the same party. He mistakenly hears Paul Simon and Peggy get introduced as Al and Betty. So Paul is Al? Paul's Al. And Peggy Peggy is is Betty. Betty. Who's Peggy? His Uh, his wife at the time, Peggy Harper. Oh, right, right. Wait. When was he married to Peggy Harper? Is that po- I think we, that, we might never know. <laughs> that's got to be his first wife, because his second wife is Carrie Fisher, and yeah. his third wife is Edie Brickell. But I thought we already covered. Did we hop around? That would have been like, he, he had to be holding on to that lyric from like 1980. That's what makes him such a craftsman. That's what makes it. It's not all about what's happening. Billy is reactive. Yeah. Paul is proactive. I guess. Think about that. I I mean, I guess it sounds impressive what you're saying. But <laughs> when, I, when I use the right inflection, huh? I blew huh? your mind. Yeah, exactly. No, but you know what I'm saying, right? Where we're talking well, about just Billy just being I like, think it's you just, know what? I, I like that. It's interesting to put in the time frame. He works on this album from, say, 84 to you know late 85. Mm-hmm. He's actually been married to Carrie Fisher in that time period as well. This is like this, this album is the reaction to his marriage to Carrie Fisher. Um, she's hot off Return of the Jedi. But he's actually then, he's still got this lyric tucked away from his previous marriage that ended in like 79 or 80, you know. So here's something interesting I found uh, about the structure of the song and how he wrote the song, which I think is a testament to, if we're talking Billy is the hit maker, Paul is the craftsman or the poet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts with two verses, pretty standard visuals. You can, you know, sure. a little soft, in the, soft middle. in the middle. We're all a little soft in the middle. Too much T-bell. Then he goes to talk about this, and I'm just going to read it because I'm not going to do it better than him. By the time you get to the third verse, and people have been into the song long enough, now you can start to throw abject images in. Because there's been a structure, and those abstract images, they will come down and fall into one of the slots that the mind has already made up about the structure of the song. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he's... I want to stop you right there. You and think say, it's bullshit? No, I, think, I don't think Billy has thought about that. Like, I, I hate to say this. Like, I don't... Billy, you're a hit maker. You're amazing. You're a king. You're a king. You know, I, I would kill to be you. I should wash your feet. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that you have ever thought about that in songwriting structure at all. Paul's you know? a craftsman. Yeah, that, that I mean, that really like, it, that he is an artiste. Yeah. To understand songwriting to the point where it's like, listen, I know exactly, you know, you're going to like. I know where your head goes after this point. Yeah, like that's next level. It's crazy. That's like, yeah. it, that's like I know which piece is coming in Tetris in two pieces, you know, like because I played the game so much. It's I understand Bobby how Fisher, they... right? <laughs> that's him. What is verse three? Should yeah, we listen to that? it? Let's see if I can grab it. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> you thought it was the original recording. It wasn't. 
hype, bro. That's that's on par with like Van Halen's jump as far as like synth. Yeah. You know. This sounds exactly like his uh, trip to Africa. I mean, this seems very unlike. He's a foreign man surrounded by the sound. But it could be anyone. That's true. I'm not talking about Paul. Yeah. Oh, you guys all didn't go to South Africa last year? That little run right there that he sees on the finger spinning in infinity, that's always been no blow daddy, but a little bit. Well, I don't know. Penny whistle kind of counts as a blow daddy. Tiny blow daddy. That's like a blow junior. <laughs> blow daddy junior. <laughs> Carl Jr.'s blow daddy junior. Yeah, exactly. Let's hear that bass. Yeah, he plays the first half of it forward and the second half in reverse. Love it. But it is. Try and tackle that one. Yeah. And I think that's actually what spawned a whole hit series, Seinfeld. You hear that bass line? <laughs> Great song. I don't think I've ever listened very closely to the to the verses. Oh, there's so much fun Except stuff Except for in the, there. like, soft in the middle. Of, you know, I, I did like that last verse. Dogs in the Moonlight? Uh, this is kind of a weird thing. I didn't really plan how to end this. Yeah, I didn't either. I just realized we had a lot of steam, and then I was like, Boom. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I'll cue that here. I think it's time to make a decision at the, the end of the season. final decision. It feels weird. It feels yeah, very like... I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. I'm going to take my mic and run. You can't You can't <laughs> do it if I, if I don't record yeah, my vote. I'm not here. Yeah. It doesn't count. But I, I'm voting you can call me out this week. Gotcha. Are you going to be obstinate and vote we didn't start the fire? I would love to just to throw us into a tiebreaker situation, sure. but that feels dishonest. Yeah. The same way that I thought, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should go back and say, I think, I was talking about earlier, I think For the that Longest Time, longest time should have yeah. won. I don't think so, though. Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes, no matter how much I like The Longest Time, yeah. is the better song. And this week, I think You Can Call Me Out is by far the better song. Oh, oh yeah. Hands down. I don't know. You know. Having said that... <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna give season one to Paul to Simon. To Paul Simon, which do we... I did I did not think I gotta be honest. When we started this, I thought Billy Joel will take it. Absolutely, it, from day one. Quality or no quantity alone. Not mm-hmm. talking about quality. Quantity alone. He is just a hit factory. He's a hit factory. I thought he would take it. And I as much as I love the Paul Simon, like me and Julio, Cecilia, kind of those songs, like I've never really felt He's never like my sad guy, you know, gotcha, so, yeah. so I never put him on to like be reflective about the world. He was just always there for like, hey, this is some of my dad's music that I like listening to. Oh, I got you. you See, know. he was my one of my sad guys. Yeah, no, he was not. I, I only like Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> I'm a I'm a bright ass guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, um, I was a big bright ass guy. <laughs> that's not a joke. You better I believe I was. Uh, you know, and I still I think you could have you could have put. 
10 different songs against each other and come up with a different result, you know, from week to week. We, yeah. You know, this is kind of our making. So it's not to say that Paul Simon is the better songwriter, period. It's just to say in our structure, Paul Simon takes it, you know, take a victory lap, Paul. I get, do we have like a little like put in something right here? The end of Super Mario. Yes! That's I was actually going to say that. Simpatico. Man. You know, and as a special treat, I've got Paul Simon on the line. <laughs> Put him on. No. Bill, Billy, we won't be needing your call. <laughs> Why don't you step out, Billy? You're done. Step out. Uh, just kidding. There was a moment there where we were getting a lot of retweets from Billy's current, like, rhythm guitar player. You better believe it. Shout out to, Are we still, shout out to him. So, did, we, did we ever learn his name? I should look it up. <laughs> Insert that here. Anyways, I'm pretty sure he wasn't listening. I'm pretty sure he's just hashtagging Billy Joel and retweeting. If you are listening, man, send us an email at songshowpod. We have so many questions that we would not, we would have you on. We would, for a very special episode. If you're coming through Chicago, heck yes. We don't want tickets. I mean, we'll take tickets. We'll we'll take those front row spots. (laughs) You know, he's giving them away anyway. He's giving them away. Who better? Which is a couple of, we're working Joes. This is our lunch hour. I got to go back to work. I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> I can't to lunch believe after it. This. We're absolutely got to celebrate. Uh, I just, before we kind of get up to a little, some wrap up things here, mm-hmm. just want to say big thank you to everyone listening and absolutely. everybody who's, you know, interacted with us about it. This has been super fun. Uh, we're going to do more of them. Yeah, you should write to fun, us. We wouldn't do it because we don't make any money. Zero money. But you know what? We do make memories. <laughs> That's right. Um, what I would like to do is also, who do you think should be in future seasons? We're going down to five episode yeah, uh, we're seasons. Do, that's true. We're, Keep we, it were, we were picked up for a second season. We were only picked up for five episode seasons. True. NBC told us, you know what? We love you. Give us five, though. The new format's going to allow us to tackle it in month chunks. You know, We'll do five weeks on, maybe a week or two off. Absolutely. We should mention that at this point. We're, we're taking two or three weeks off we'll here. take some time off. It's the end of summer. you know, got to be with family. Write in. Let us know what you'd like to hear in future seasons. Absolutely. I, I can't promise we're going to listen to it, but I want to hear it. <laughs> Uh, just for a little bit of fun, since time is no issue, the network has paid for us to have a little bit more Absolutely. time. Absolutely, time is a flat circle. Uh, it's my understanding that you have a new segment you like to introduce as a season finale segment. Special season finale treat for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you, we talked about it earlier in the season, go back and listen, Billy Joel's top five Billy Joel songs, All and right. then I'd like to chase that with our top fives. Absolutely. Give so, me Billy's top five. And Billy's, now, this is legit. A lot of times we do a setup. No, no, no. This is. I've never heard this before. This is for sure. Billy's top five. Here we Billy's go. Billy's top five. Vienna, number five. Don't know it. Four, and so it goes. Don't know it. Three, you may be right. I know that one. Doesn't make sense to me. Two, she's right on time. Nope. One, you're going to know this one. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Balloon. Balloon. <laughs> oh, oh, beautiful. That's his number one song, Scenes from an Italian I mean, he was on the spot on Colbert. Oh, I'll uh, I'll post that video. On the That's Facebook. the sax solo in that. That's the blow daddy. That's a real blow daddy. Uh, Dan, what's what the one where he goes and we all fall together? Never heard that in my life. Okay, well, it's a Billy Joel tune. What are your top five Billies? My top five Billies. Here we go. Zanzibar's in there for sure. Absolutely. Everybody loves you now. I love that song. That is a good one. I love it. it it's not a big radio play, but I like it. Captain Jack, we didn't I cover. I knew you were it. doing Captain Jack. I, I love it. I mean, it's so it's so real. If you uh, you should listen to it, I'll give it a listen. You know what? I'm going. Listen. I'm going. Captain Jack and the Entertainer. Ooh, back to back, and then Anthony's song, "Moving Out." That's nice. my top five, Billy. 
My top five, Billy, I'm looking at Moving Out, obviously, Anthony's song. Zanzibar's in there. Of course. Longest Time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, The Longest Time. Still Rock and Roll, I think. Still and Rock and Roll? Yeah, all right. I kind of hate saying this, but I think Piano Man. Okay, that's it's, fine. Classics are classics for a reason. Yeah, that's absolutely um, true. Could I get your top five, Paul? Let's not leave him out of this. He's the big winner. Are we doing just solo, Paul? Yes. Okay. Solo, Paul. Me and This is going to be a lot easier for mm-hmm. me. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Yep. Um, I'm leaving everything from Graceland off. Late in the evening is coming Ooh, on. Smoke yourself a J. Absolutely. Uh, I said I was leaving everything off Graceland. I'm kind of stuck with my last two slots. I'm not going to put Graceland. I'm not going to put You Can Call Me Al. I'm not. I'm just not. Um, I'm trying to think. Slip sliding away? I don't think so. Hmm. Huh. I don't know what. I don't know what rounds it out. Give me your top I'll, five. I'll do mine and then we come I'll, back. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, I'm a, I'm a slip maybe sliding. Not, yeah, I know you're a slip sliding. Slip sliding. Still crazy after all these years. I'll put still crazy. I I also Fifth have still slot. crazy. Four slot. Four slot. Oh, you need two more. I need two. Okay, gotcha. So I'm slip sliding. Still crazy. You can call me Al. Diamonds on the soles of her shoes. And this will be a big one for me, possibly. I kind of want to throw me and Julio. I think that would be my five. Okay. There's a couple other I can get in there, like something so right is a really cheese ball one. But I yeah, like. I'm going to keep it at four. <laughs> I'll just give you a top four. <laughs> you you top know what? Four. We already gave him the title for season one. Do you need any more, Paul? Absolutely. What else do you need? Exactly. I want to do a special treat because I feel like we were down on Billy and I told that little bit, but I just wanted to just do a little segment now that I call Talking Zanzibar. Oh, we were going to say this for its own episode yeah. between seasons, but you know what? We can't wait. Talk about Bill in the World. This is Billy Joel's Late in the Evening. Oh, you yeah. You know? Entering the bar. Absolutely. He's driving, driving into the city. You gave away another round for free. Yeah. Oh, tight. Yeah. I didn't even know about this song until a regular at a restaurant I was working at. I was like, even though Zanzibar, go listen to that. Shout out. I don't know if he's listening, but my buddy Tim Lyons was the first one to play me this song. I'm like that. You know, way after I should have heard it. It's I went fantastic. to a farm that had a goat named Lyons. Oh, I thought you were going to say Zanzibar. No. My son Zanzibar. Light chorus. Yeah. Oh. I got a jazz guitar. This is where Liberty shines. I got a tab at Zanzibar. I never get my hi hat to sound that you, you don't have that kind of money. <laughs> That's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a little bit. Isn't there like kind of a little crazy solo? A little jazzy? Yeah. That's really the blow daddy moment for this. We're going to speed ahead because it's so good. But you know, you got to feel the song. This is he gonna do this the whole time? Is he just gonna sit here and just sing this little this little crappy song? No, 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 no. He's gonna open the door for walking into Zanzibar. There we are. Oh, who's on stage right there? Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you in. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Did I miss much of the set? Did you just start? Good. I hate to miss it. Oh wow. Oh wow. So 
so is he gonna do this the whole time? Is this this is what it is? It seems kind of sad. I brought a date. I was hoping to get lucky after this. It seems kind of wait. Whoa, what? Wait a minute. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, sweetie. I guess that guy. At the so hotel. we head back to the car and throw a windbreaker over this, huh? Ah, <laughs> oh, jazzy. So I'm at Zanzibar right now. But he couldn't possibly go back to that rock song, could he? Oh my, oh my god, it seems like we just strolled back out and now we're having a cig after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Did you see that set in there? Tell the waitress I'll come back to Zanzibar. I'll be hiding in the darkness with my beard. She's waiting out in shanty town. She's gonna pull the curtains down. Oh, that's, you know, it's just that songwriting, like. And we just sat here and we just talked about how Billy never thought about that. You know, like, because Paul's such a genius. Take that, Paul. And then Where's you, your Zanzibar? You you see the tapestry he weaves. And then that we walked through. We parted that tapestry yeah, and walked through us. it. He took us to Zanzibar. He wasn't just telling us about it. It's like, you know what? It's better to show you. I don't know if I'm the first person to coin this, but it's a lyrical bead curtain that we walked through. I love that. <laughs> We're just a couple guys having fun. It's just uh, oh, that wraps up. That's all right, it. that wraps up season. Thank one. you, season one. That's it. Talking Zanzibar. <laughs> the whole time was just to get to that moment, just so we could talk about Zanzibar on the air. Thank you for being part of that. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, Dan. Where can they find us? Oh, well, let me stop you right there, Christian. Why don't you go ahead and tell them about season two? Season two. Do we have a treat for you? Five episodes, a tight five. We are doing the Giants of Genesis. Phil Collins. Versus Peter Gabriel, the sledgehammer himself. Someone say they're geniuses. Or <laughs> genius. <laughs> still didn't work. We resend it. Still didn't work. Oh, let's keep but it. We're keeping that. We're keeping it. So stay tuned for season two. Please write to us and Absolutely. let us know who you want to see. We've cool. been throwing out. I want to get a pulse on this. Yeah. No one's going to respond to it, but let's talk Absolutely. about it. I would love to do Cindy Lauper versus Madonna. Not technically the songwriters, but I think that's a fun sure, five performer episode. showdown. Performer showdown, yeah. we could call that special. That's, like that's a season three when we can break the format. Yeah, that's like a Torchwood to Doctor Who kind of thing. Sure. <laughs> and we got a Christmas special coming up, so Absolutely. you know, write in with your ring ideas about dong, that. Ding dong, ding <laughs> dong. If you want to find me on the internet, you can find me on Twitter at Atomic Stan. AtomicsCafe.com or at the actual Atomics Cafe. And I've just been given the clearance to also let you know that you might find me at Damn Fine Coffee Bar some days. Oh, perfect. Yeah. At Damn Fine. I don't know if that's Chicago. It. At Damn Fine Chicago, maybe. Okay. Uh, you can find the show itself at uh, on Facebook and Twitter at Song Show Pod. I'll just go ahead and give mine before the shows if that's all right. Yeah, no, leave it in there. Let's not, <laughs> let's not mix them around. Uh, so write to us at Song Show Pod. Um, probably on Facebook. Uh-huh. We'll post some supplemental materials while we're on break. You can check it out. Me, personally, you can find me at Dime Store Films on pretty much every social media. And then at the website, dimestorefilms.com. We got a feature film coming out, people. Ooh, that's Come, right. That'll be out Season in September. Two, yeah, we'll have to be back before that comes out. Uh, usually the winner plays us out, but, you know, we're done with that. So here's a little Season 2 teaser. Take us, boys. Take us, boys.